0: Wow, God, you are God of the universe. You are the Lord who heals me, hallelujah. You are the one that speaks and, and miracles happen. You are the one who binds up the brokenhearted. You're the one who makes the blind see and the deaf hear, the lame to walk, the tumors to disappear. You are the God of the miraculous and we give you all the glory in advance. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And that's the truth. That's the glory of God. I wanted to read to you um, a psalm tonight. And, you know, we were looking at Psalm 146, which I think is just beautiful. Psalm 146, verse 5, How blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God. Yay, hallelujah. Um, Verse 3, Do not trust in princes, in mortal man, in whom there's no salvation. But blessed is he whose hope is in the Lord his God. And that is just so powerful and so true. Uh, Verse 8, it says, The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord raises up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord protects the strangers. He supports the fatherless and the widow, but he thwarts the way of the wicked. The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations. Praise the Lord. But I want to read to you Psalm 147, if you bear with me. Look, can I encourage you? Most of you, I hope... Probably clean your teeth at least once or twice a day. It can be a wave if you clean your teeth a couple of times a day, or yeah, great. Why do you do that? Why do you do that? You do it cause it's good for you, and so you don't get halitosis, which is bad breath. And so your teeth don't fall out. and You don't have all sorts of problems, right? It's a good thing. And so you make discipline time to do it, right? Am I right? Yeah. Oh, praise the Lord. You can all breathe on me. That's fine now. Hallelujah. And we do that and we make time for that every day, right? Praise the Lord. Good on you. Two minutes. Get it done. But, you know, this, this book here... God has for us what is good for us every day. He's got something to comfort your soul, something to speak to your circumstance, something to bring you comfort that you don't even recognize you really need. He's just there to wrap his arms around you with his word as you open up the book and read it. But the enemy would work hard to try to get you not to do that fill your time with all sorts of dramas and all sorts of busyness busy 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 but if you actually stop and be deliberate be intentional to build into your life intentionally deliberately time to open the book up that's why i like a paper bible i've got i've got every online Bible you can just about think about. I've got all the different versions and I love my online Bibles and cutting and pasting and studies and all the lovely things. But when it comes to me and God, just my personal time, I find actually opening up a paper Bible for me is good because I can be a little easily distracted. Like you're reading it on the iPad and ding oh, there's a news notification, or ding, there's this or this, and, and before I know it, I've lost track of where I wanted to be. Anybody? Yeah, mm, okay, just a few of you. It's all right, for those of you who are like me, I'd encourage you to get a paper Bible, that's the point of that. Um, and be intentional to open it up and read. Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you, and expect that he will because he does and too often we miss out on the comfort of the Holy Spirit because we haven't taken time to open up the Word of God and the enemy will be working hard to try to distract you from doing it. I know this is so simple but you see if the people of God had start to read the Word of God every day, life would get better. Yeah, hooray. Selah, pause and think about that. Hallelujah let's read this together can we praise the lord for it is good to sing praises to our god for it is pleasant and praise is becoming oh, i tell you coming into worship here it's so good there's something about corporate worship where we corporately get lifted up into a whole new realm of glory it's just wonderful. And God wants you to exercise the privilege of praising and singing to him every day. Hallelujah. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the outcasts of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. That's who he is. That's what he does. Yay. You can worship about that. Like, It's good. I'll just say it again in case you sort of didn't catch it. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Praise the Lord. Yeah, that's right. Listen to this. He counts the number of the stars, he gives names to all of them. Great is our Lord and abundant in strength, his understanding is infinite. The Lord supports the afflicted. He brings down the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praises to our God on the lyre, who covers the heavens with clouds, who provides rain for the earth, who makes grass to grow on the mountains. He gives to the beast its food and to the young ravens which cry. He doesn't delight in the strength of the horse, neither does he take pleasure in the legs of a man. The Lord favors those who fear him, those who wait for his loving kindness this psalm is continually pointing to the majesty the bigness the glory of god and as we recognize that then he comes back and helps us remember hey i'm not looking to your strength i'm not looking to what circumstances can do i'm looking for you to look at me because then as you look in my eyes I am the one who wants to be your great savior. I am the one who wants to be your redeemer. I am the one who is your healer. And as you look to me, as you, as you come into this place where you remember the majesty of God, the one who counts the stars and names them all, this one, he, he looks at you and loves you. This one, he bows down to bind up your wounds. He is looking to lavish love and kindness upon you beyond your human capacity to tolerate. And he wants to give you supernatural power to be able to handle it. It's wonderful. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion, for he has strengthened the bars of your gates. If if you're struggling with a a weakened immune system, you can claim it. He's strengthened the bars of my gates. He's strengthened the protection around me. If you're feeling vulnerable, if you're feeling anxious or scared, you can speak that out. He strengthens the bars of the gates around me. He's strengthened the bars of my gates. Yay! Yay! He has blessed your sons within you. Hooray, my children are blessed. Hallelujah. He makes peace in your borders. That means the Prince of Peace has given peace to you. On the inside of you is peace. It doesn't matter what's going on all around you. Inside here, in my borders, within the borders of my body, there is peace. It doesn't matter if people are yelling abuse or carrying on and all sorts of worry and drama and turmoil and, and difficulties and, and, and pain that you're feeling. It doesn't matter any of that going on around you. You can claim, I have peace within my borders. Because the Prince of Peace lives on the inside of me. These are powerful promises that we can claim and remember and step into by faith. I have peace. It doesn't matter. How's your day going? Oh, there's so much going on. Oh, so much going on. But hey, let's remember, I have peace within my borders. Hallelujah. It means that no matter what situation I get put in, uh, that peace is unaffected. I can claim that. There's peace within my borders. Hallelujah. He satisfies you with the finest of wheat. He's he's lavish. He's lavish. He doesn't just take care of us just enough. He goes over the top. Not just... Enough to be able to get by, but the finest of wheat. He satisfies you. He loves to do it. He is so much better than you've yet let yourself understand. It's true. He sends forth his command to the earth. His word runs very swiftly. And it just continues to talk about the majesty of God and all that he does turns our eyes back to the fact that he's the one who is God of the universe, God of the earth, God, that same God satisfies you with the finest of wheat. That same God strengthens your borders. That same God releases peace in your heart, hallelujah. That same God binds up your wounds. That same God releases comfort and hope and strength, hallelujah. For he is so, so good. I was uh, reading today, um, Getting ready to do a an endorsement for my friend uh, Jean-Luc Trachel in um, in Switzerland, and I was just reading um, some of the manuscript of his book today. And hey, Jean-Luc, I hope you don't mind. I'm just going to share this one little bit. I know it's not published yet, but I don't think you'll mind. And this is going to come out in one of in in his book when it comes out, but it. it I was so excited about it, I I read the testimony to Joseph and Emily, uh, who were just sitting at the table, because I'm like, listen to this, it's so cool. You want to hear a cool testimony? I just thought you'd enjoy this. Um, It's a a testimony from a meeting, a big meeting he did in Pakistan. uh, And from the miracles that were happening, the mayor of the city in Karachi had asked him to come into the very center of the city, into the main stadium, into the main uh, place there, and they were uh, doing a, a miracle meeting. So he says, now the next miracle was probably the most powerful miracle I've seen in my life, in my entire life. As I was preaching, the people threw something on the stage. It was a person covered in a sheet, but he didn't even look like a person because he was so deformed. His hips were backwards and his legs were hanging over his shoulders. His arms were dry and shriveled. He had a face, but he was mute. The people literally threw him onto the stage in front of this huge crowd. I was moved with compassion for this man. Normally, I try to be sensitive of the crowd and when I stop to pray for one person because they're all waiting for me to continue preaching. This time, I forgot the crowd. I began praying for this precious man and all my focus was on him. I did everything I knew how to do. I prayed for him, I cast out demons, I declared God's word, I pled the blood of Jesus, I released healing anointing on him. I did everything, but he was not healed. I started to worship and turn our attention back on Jesus. I prayed for him again, declaring words of faith for healing, prophesying healing over him again, trying every technique I could think of to pray for him, and nothing worked. This all went on for about 10 or 15 minutes, which is a long time when the whole crowd is waiting for you. I understand, I, I know. I was still in the middle of preaching, so finally I blessed him and said to everyone, I did my part, now we trust God to do his part. I trust God's healing anointing will touch him and heal him. I started to preach again and suddenly I felt someone touch my pant leg. The moment he touched me, it was like 10,000 volts of electricity passed through my body. As I was being electrified, the man flew up into the air about two meters high. It felt like slow motion as we watched his body get transformed in midair. His hips turned, his legs straightened, and he landed on his now normal feet. He could hear and speak. He began to praise God. The power of God was so strong that the people began jumping on stage to touch me. It was so crazy that the army had to rescue me so I wouldn't be crushed by the crowds rushing onto the stage. People were healed everywhere. It was heaven on earth and the power and presence of God during the miraculous. Thousands gave their lives to Jesus and were healed. It was truly miraculous. Oh, this is so wonderful? Yay, Jesus! The reason I wanted to share that with you tonight, apart from the fact that it just makes me happy, hallelujah, was perhaps you've known what that's like. You're trying, doing your best, trying to pray everything. You know how to pray. Oh, God, please. You've got your compassion on. You you, you know God's the only one who can do it. You're praying. You're doing your best thing, and you're not seeing something happen. Yet we can trust God that the word sent forth will not return to him void, but it will accomplish what it's been sent forth to do. And I like this because it's as though I, I imagine what might have happened in that moment with that man. That. That even after, you know, during the prayer time, sometimes when you're trying to receive healing, you're so focused on trying to receive that that's all you can focus on. I'm trying to receive. Am I? Well, I'm trying to receive. I'm trying to receive. Does anybody know what that feels like? Oh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to. But it was after he stopped praying and got back to preaching that I, I wonder if the man might not have just at that moment looked honestly at God and said, help and you know i love that when we get our focus back on this god of psalm 147 the one who numbers the stars as we come back to remembering the majesty the glory the bigness of god as we come back to looking at him and remembering that it's his power that will do the work not Anything we can do, that in that moment the, the Spirit of God is able to move. Hallelujah. As I thought about that, I was remembering young Emily. There she is, my middle daughter. Um, how old were you, Em, when you got baptized in the Holy Spirit? You were not four, no. Fourteen. Fourteen, I'm doing that. No, is that close? Thirteen. Twelve. Twelve. 12, 13, <laughs> we got to work out our charades here, praise so the Lord, 13, yes, 13, beautiful, she was 13 when she came forward on a Friday night, came forward for prayer to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. She wanted to speak in tongues. She wanted to be clothed with power from on high. We'd been reading about Jackie Pullinger, who, who was a little British missionary. Anybody read Jackie Pullinger's book? Oh, good on you, Chasing the Dragon. Brilliant book. Little British missionary who went to Hong Kong, to the walled city, wanting to get people saved and just worked for like a year and didn't see anything happen. And then some friends of hers prayed for her to get baptized in the Holy Ghost. And she received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, speaking with tongues. So she just decided that, okay, well, this is a gift from God. I better use it every day. So. She'd set the clock for 15 minutes and she'd pray in tongues for 15 minutes, believing that the Bible says that he who prays in an unknown tongue utters mysteries to God, edifies themselves and builds themselves up on their most holy faith. So she was just praying, believing God was praying through her, things she didn't even know what to pray. And after just a few weeks of doing this, suddenly she saw the first person get saved. And then the next day, another one, and then another one, and then another one. And she'd pray for them to be baptized in the Holy Ghost at the same time that they'd get saved. And these many heroin addicts would get set free, uh, praying in tongues as they went through withdrawals. Hallelujah. Anyway, we'd been reading that book and Emily came forward. I want tongues that she was receiving. But I prayed all my best prayers. Nothing seemed to happen. She's so sweet. This is like. And um, we went home. Other people had received. and It was wonderful. She went upstairs. I put Joseph to bed. Tom was doing something. And I was just down in the kitchen. And a little while later, Emily came downstairs beaming. And she said, Mum speak in tongues (laughs) and you know it had been released when she got away from the pressure of trying to be healed trying to receive trying to have it and just looked at God again looked at Jesus and in faith began to activate what she knew she just received by faith and there's something powerful about us remembering the bigness of God, and giving Him all the glory. You know, I believe for the, my passion is that this generation would see miracles and signs and wonders healing as the norm. That it would just be normal that there is none sick among them. That it's just normal that they all are healed. It's just normal that the blind see, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, that these are the elementary things of God. That, And I'm really believing and contending for that, that we would see a generation where that. That isn't something that's hard or difficult, it's just normal. But I believe in order for that to happen we've got to get away from the idea of somebody just needs to do with a healing anointing needs to do it for me. But actually remembering and realizing wow together as we look at who he is in the glory I believe we're going to see manifestations of his power like beyond what we've seen before. Hallelujah. Now, that doesn't discount the gift of healings, the gift of miracles, the fivefold ministers. And I tell you, I'm not going to stop praying for the sick as long as I live. Hallelujah. But those gifts and those, um, these glorious meetings and these opportunities that we have, the miracle meetings, are opportunities for you to release your faith and look to him knowing that he is the one who is our healer that he is the one who does the work. Hallelujah. We have the privilege of partnering with him to heal the sick. Wow. But his is all the glory. It all belongs to him. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. And I just believe that the fear of the Lord in a glorious way is going to cause people to see that revelation afresh. Yours is the glory. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory forever. It's going to cause people to drop to their knees and worship God for his kindness, for his lavish majesty and his goodness. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. I've been in so many situations where I've been doing just what Jean Luc was doing, trying to, trying so hard. You want to see people healed. And many times we see incredible, amazing miracles. But I tell this story that once I was ministering in the US and I was, I was wanting to, you know, really see people release their faith because when God does a notable miracle it's just is so wonderful people realize he can't do it it's possible and they release their faith and it, it's just so much easier hallelujah and so I was going and praying for somebody first word of knowledge and just just didn't seem to be happening I really tried like oh, come on God praying all the best prayers I know to pray And suddenly I heard the voice of God behind me, the voice of the Holy Spirit say, would you like some help with that? And I realized I'm actually in this place of striving, trying to see God do something when in fact God wanted me to take a step back and remember that I'm in him and that We don't have to do this from a place of striving and trying. We just get to partner with the king of glory and let his majesty and power do the work. Well, I took a physical step backwards and I went, sorry God, yes please help, thank you. And I remembered I was in him. And then when I took a step forward, the person in front of me couldn't even get close they were thrown backwards by the power of God and healed the next one that came couldn't get close the power of God hit them and they were healed and I thought your ways so much better God teach us your ways show us your paths guide us in the way that's everlasting for his ways are wonderful because it's him Some trust in princes, some trust in horses, but we will trust in the Lord our God. He is able. And I genuinely believe that there is a, oh, I can feel the presence of God in the room, that there is a grace for the people of God to step into a new realm of glory, a new realm of revelation of the majesty of God. Sometimes we read these psalms and we go, yeah, yeah, I know that. Praise him, all the heavens. Praise, yes, he's the one that makes the heaven and the earth. But I believe that there is a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him being released in a fresh way right now that's going to cause the people of God to (gasps) see it, experience it, realize it. Wow, God. You are God of the universe. You are the Lord who heals me, hallelujah. You are the one that speaks and, and miracles happen. You are the one who binds up the brokenhearted. You're the one who makes the blind see and the deaf hear, the lame to walk, the tumors to disappear. You are the God of the miraculous and we give you all the glory in advance and i was thinking about even you know i do this i thinking about how we're going to handle it when the you know the paraplegics are walking and the and the blind are seeing and and then i realized i actually have to even shift my paradigm here a little bit god i i repent because even my paradigm on how we would handle it i don't know is going to give you all the glory but i want to make sure that you get the glory. So I actually started to say, you can have it. You can have the glory, God, you can have have it. And I've sung that before, I've said it before, I've always had the posture, but I felt like God was giving me a fresh revelation of what it looks like to actually release the glory to him, to actually let go of the idea that we're gonna be the great man or woman of power for the hour and let him come in on the scale that he wants to come in. He doesn't want to just come in through the funnel of one or two people. He doesn't want to be limited by anyone or anything. I'm just so excited about what God's about to do in our day, in our city. Hallelujah. Exceedingly abundantly above as we surrender and say, Jesus, take your glory have your glory, that your name would be lifted up. I want to finish today's program by sharing some scriptures that have encouraged me. Here's three things Jesus says about anxiety. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink, or about your body, or what you'll wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Therefore don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest.